Another episode, another week. <laughs> I'm trying for a hard open. <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to open then. That yeah, was... instead of instead of the dead pause staring at each other, I'm like, I'm going for a yeah, song. And you, I feel like it really You worked. made it a song and dance. Mm-hmm. I did not even dance, but there you go. Welcome to Chris and Sarah. Wear the pants. And here we are. Another week. Another week. Sarah, you have pointed out to me that this is a momentous occasion today. It is a momentous occasion. An Emmy cage. Yes, an Emmy cage. <laughs> I don't uh, think that's going to take off. It, there's a lot that doesn't take off. Yeah. As a, <laughs> in the arts, we learn this. <laughs> I refer to the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, see my backstory. Um, <laughs> so today, uh, Thursday, the 24th of August, for those. Are we allowed to say? Who cares? Well, I mean, I've said it now. I could yeah. cut it out. No, don't cut it out. The fact is, I think it's. I think it speaks to how organised we are. Well, we are organised, mm. and I, I. How could you hate that? And I can tell you exactly what day it is today that this is coming. Oh, up. can you? This is the eighteenth of September. That's extraordinary. Mm, lots will have happened by then. God, all mm. right. But yes. So day. by this time, when this comes out, guess what? Mm-hmm. I will have moved back to Canberra. <gasps> oh my goodness! I know. So, I'm. You know. Coming to Sydney was a thing I always wanted to try in my life, mm-hmm. trying to live in the big smoke, mm-hmm. getting amongst it, doing mm-hmm. the weird open mics, doing all the little c- clubs, mm-hmm. getting to know the scene. Mm-hmm. And I think I've really done that on public transport, I might add. Absolutely. Every day. It was like your, it was like your year of wonders. <laughs> Because it's, it's like exactly a year, isn't it? It's a year. So I've had the lease for a year. It's a gap year. It really was it a, gap year. a gap year. It really is a gap year. And honestly, mm. I, I am, you know, they do say this stage of life, um, and I'm turning 50 next month or whatever soon, um, is is like having a second teenager life, right? Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it was a gap year and it was a bit of a teen thing to do to move up here. I know. I think it was a great thing to do. I think a lot of people just wouldn't do it. They'd I know. They'd be like, oh, no, too hard. Mm. Just watch and there's TV. good reason for that. It's bloody hard, you know. Mm. Moving twice in one year is is probably not advisable. How is because the move? Uh, I'm just I'm looking at a stack I of know. plates on a chair right now. Yeah, and I'm actually loving it. But how is the move going? Because moving house is famously one of the most, most stressful things, stressful and annoying things to do. Do you know I've been trying not to be overwhelmed, and it's working mm-hmm. um, by just simply. Um, well, I think it's actually ADHD medicine mm-hmm. helps me not be overwhelmed. Yeah, great, love it. <laughs> but um, I think. Just by doing a little bit at a time. Also, I don't have too much stuff. Probably the stuff I have the most of is clothing. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I, you, do, I love my clothes. Are you culling? I've culled a little bit, but mm-hmm. not a great deal because mm-hmm. I, I cull as I go, you know, one mm-hmm. in, one out type um, mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's really the clothing um, plus then you start thinking, oh, God, there is actually a few things in those kitchen cupboards you know, mm-hmm. and probably the thing that stresses me the most about moving is when you book a removalist. Oh God! Right? I went to a place, a website that you can get quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Airtasker, except it's like getting quotes from removalists. Oh, that's handy. It was. I got like t- I got eleven quotes. Wow! So I made a spreadsheet, Sarah. Oh my God! So I chose a removalist. The thing is, what they do is you give them an inventory of what you've got to take and if you are one element bigger than what you said and mm. what they quoted on then they start charging you like 150 bucks per cubic meter and it and I just got stressed out by that idea mm-hmm. it's not that much money like 150 bucks i can cope with that but, i mm. remember when i moved cuz i've done i've moved so much i've lived in like god knows how many different mm. houses but the last move 
um, there was drama because um, I think it was I think it was a, a lamp. Like, oh, yes, see, mm, it, like, so I had given them a list of this is fascinating chat for the podcast. I'd given <laughs> them a list of stuff and the lamp for whatever reason was left off. And then I had to like go back to the email and be like, here's a lamp. And they're what? like, I don't have the lamp on my thing oh from my whatever God. business it was. And I'm like, because I was room, I'm like, can you put it in that? Oh, it's an extra charge. Yes. And I'm like, this is outrageous. It is outrageous. And mm. that's what they work upon. Mm. Now, my lamp, mm. I forgot to put in the initial email. <gasps> I got it included in the final one that I asked her for a copy of today. Yeah. They called it a table lamp. It's not, it's a, it's, it stands as tall as I do. It distinctly is like, the, fi- it's like a five oh foot God. seven lamp. They're going to yeah. charge me f- more for that. I know they are. Cut anyway. Some, anyway. Cut some, cut <laughs> it We could half. probably talk about this offline. We so. probably could and, and really. <laughs> I actually forgot we were. No, honestly, people probably wished we did. Mm. But yeah, I, I will be in Canberra and I'm really glad about it. Back, back around my kid. I'm so um, excited My mum and dad. I'm actually going to be bludging at mum and dad's. That'll be a whole new world of content, Sarah. I can show you the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so, no. Are yeah. you going to be doing the podcast in like whispers? Be like, sorry, mom and dad. Oh, I think I'm going to have to find some kind of space where, uh, maybe in someone's car. You know, <laughs> I really might be recording in a car. We're going to be doing it over over the internet. We're going to start filming long distance, but we? like proper filming. We're going to proper film yeah. it. Yeah, so that'll be a whole new world of content for us, yep. really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to eventually get guests on, Sarah. We are, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had some ideas. Good, so did I. We won't talk about them on here. Yeah. Anyway, um, have you had a good week? A lot of life admin going on at the moment. There sure is. Yeah, I'm just, just like, is. I'm just now flashing back to like horror removalist situations. Oh, it's... When they block traffic and then everyone starts beeping. You know, I wrote to my two neighbours that park just near the stairwell Mm. doors because Mm. if you – and the other thing in this fine print, they say stuff like if it's more than 10 metres from your place to the car, we'll charge you more. And it's like, fuck, where does it end? Oh, my God. You know, so um, I've I've written to the two neighbours that park near there and said, look, from 7 to about 8.30 Sunday morning – I'm going to have a removalist truck there and please don't ask me to um, have access to your car because mm. it'll cost me more. Mm. <laughs> you know, Did so, they say anything? Um, I haven't heard from them. Great. I just put it in their letterbox because I didn't want to engage no. with it because one of them's the scary guy across the way, oh, cranky man. I, I don't like him. No. He's, I've encountered him once. And he he has never vibes. looked at me in a nice way mm. or said hello. Um, so I wrote letters uh, as opposed to actually talking to them. I feel like the days of um, like being really tight with your neighbours for me are over. I want to believe I can't remember. Did you ever watch Melrose Place? No, I didn't watch Melrose <laughs> Place. Oh, did you watch Beverly Hills 90210? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. How old were you? Five? When these In the mo- 90s, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, mm. that's why. Melrose Place was like these hot 20-somethings living in a cool apartment block where there was like a pool in the middle. I don't know if that was – Oh, and like they're all friends. Yeah. And were, See, that sounds and like – co- That just sounds like other. college. Yeah. It was – but they knew each other. So, you know, it was kind of – it was a vibe. Because like my mum and dad are like always know the neighbours and stuff. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, like, you know, uh, do you know your neighbours? And I'm just like, I avoid them. If I hear them in the hallway, I will literally stay in my house. <laughs> yeah, until, until they've left until they're the gone. common space. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I will stay there. Well, them. one of my bits in my show this year was about moving here, mm. right, and how when I see my neighbours, I give them that look that says, I see you, I just wish I didn't, you know. Like- <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> And I think it's true. <laughs> oh my god, that's so mm. funny. I um, 
I, I also have some beef with my neighbours though because they don't um, use the bins properly, and I, I really, really have well, turned turned into a Karen. Yeah, no, but I do too. It's I mean, like, I think we all do. If 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 you don't basic recycle, things are not respected, if you don't recycle properly, yeah. I'm like that's a cardboard box. Oh man, I've seen I've seen plastic bags in the recycling. What is? And I'm that? like, what what kind of terrorist are you? <laughs> exactly. You know, urban terrorist, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's literally the only thing going wrong in my life at the moment. Okay, my well that's all right. Can't use the bins properly. Oh, that's all right. I yeah. suppose if that's the worst that's happening at the moment, that's okay. Oh, exactly isn't it? right. The um the ibis and cat that are friends in my neighbourhood are still hanging around. Oh, I told you about them. You did, and I love it. It's a it's a ginger cat without a tail yeah. and an ibis. You've mentioned these guys on here before. Yeah, they're just great. They just like they wander past my window. I love like, that down they the- walk together. Yeah. Fucking love that so much. I know. I should write a kid's book about them. You really ought. Mm, yeah. That's what – but, like, I think you have to write a kid's book after you're famous. I think, I that's think so. It. I think that's, that's how it works. What <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Peter Hellier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people that have written kid's books, though. I know. But do they do well? Like, I'm not in the like, – I don't know that anyone – Are they best-selling – well, there was that drama with um, Yumi Steins and um, – uh, I can't remember the other author of that sex ed book for teenagers, like a really comprehensive. Oh, right. Uh, oh, that was just book. all the right wing people getting cut. Yeah, and so yeah. it got like removed from Big W and oh, then there was yeah, protests and then it's now like a bestseller right across the country, but it's just like a really straightforward oh. like um, sort of open look at, at sex designed yeah. at, uh, like aimed at teenagers and people are so horrified it's like they're going to find out that stuff anyway totally but i like- have to use this opportunity of talking about kids books and also the ibis and the cat this is how are you going to tile this in well i've got to tell you something um a friend of mine told me about this book she saw mm-hmm. called um it, it's called Evie and Rhino. Mm-hmm. Now, my child is oh called Evie and yeah. my nickname is Rhino mm. by the nature of my surname being Ryan. Now, this is actually an Australian book for wow. children and it was shortlisted for the Reading's Children's Prize this year. Like now, Reading's or Readings, I don't know how you say readings it. Is readings is Okay, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, bookstore, I've always yeah. called it Reading's. Um, so this story is based on a true story and it's about um, – it's like in 1891 this um, – the stranding of a steamship and its cargo of exotic animals bound for the Royal Melbourne Zoo. And what actually happened wow. is well documented, but this um, – so what what this author has done is reimagine what's happened with that story and had it had a little girl discover a shipwrecked rhino. Oh, my God. Isn't that a cute story? So I know I don't read books, but, I mean, if I had that one, I would read it. It's called Evie and Rhino by Nerida McMullen. And there you go. There's a book for you. I was also going to say if that's based on – actual history, we should do a story on that because mm. that's an incredible story. Oh, we'll look it up. We will. Yeah. Yeah, that 1891, that's right in our wheelhouse. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a note of that for next Absolutely. time. But there you go, a little book. What's your latest book? I've only spoken to you two days ago, but what's your Oh, I haven't, I haven't read anything no, since then. I'm rewatching my favourite TV show, Gavin and Stacey. Oh, great. <laughs> so that's oh, what I'm doing. that's good. Because I'm in the middle of a two-week, like, run of shows. Yeah. And then when I get back from a show, I'm you like, I can't actually unwind. look at a book. No, good. Mm. Right. So you're at the comedy store two weeks in mm-hmm. a row, Sarah. I am. This is a sign that you are a good act that needs to be booked. <laughs> I'm loving it. And a lot of people don't know this, but, like, 
uh, a lot of shows um, like The Hang is is made or break on m- yeah make ma- or break ma- make or break on like who's kind of on the run yeah with you and this one's an absolute cracker. isn't that great so good few laughs backstage like mate. it's a bit inconvenient when you have to go and do your set because like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're having too much fun yeah because you're having too much fun oh, I love which is that. just such a joy oh man how many workplaces can you say you've been in where you genuinely just love hanging with the folks not very many me either. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I always used to try and find something in people. You know, at least one thing I That's can cling you. on. That's very you. are very. I like do try you. and find one little glimmer of hope where I can. But some people, There's, it's that, hard going. Again, I'm referring to your show again this year. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was last year. What's the thing about catch depression? No, no. Um, the nicknames at work. Oh. What's his name? Oh, what's yeah. The, um, uh, <laughs> Jordan the Cock. Um, <laughs> what's the other one? Racist Babs. <laughs> racist Babs. There's a third one. Oh, um, Passive Aggressive Jeff. <laughs> passive Aggressive Jeff. <laughs> I literally did work with a guy that was Passive Aggressive who actually said when the boss was trying to organise a team bonding lunch, what if you'd rather just work? <laughs> and he was just cross graphic designer that just didn't want to be there, was just waiting for retirement age. And he didn't want to have like a He didn't want to go to the bonding lunch. And I mean – Let's be honest, you're not organising a, a purposeful team bonding lunch if the bond, the team's already bonded. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So no one wanted to go to Wait, the lunch. Was the lunch free? Uh, no, we had to pay oh. to go to the lunch. I was going to be like, the perks of a bonding lunch no, is that it's free and you didn't even get the free it lunch. Wasn't, it was That's ca- outrageous. No, but it was public service. You, you can't use the public purse. Public service is so well funded. You can't use it to like – Fun also, lunch. My taxpayer dollars aren't paying. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. It's you know you're not getting ripped off too much. Mm. But um, yeah, he just voiced what the rest of us were thinking. But we all had too much goodwill to actually say it. Mm. It's like, of course we don't want to go, Jeff. Fuck. But see, I see, I see you as the person who says what everyone's thinking that no one else wants to say. I've been in so many social situations with you where you just say it and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, thank God, someone said it. It is a strange compulsion of mine to say the thing. That no one's saying. Does it ever get you in hot water? All the time. Really? All the time. I'm always in trouble. <laughs> I've been in trouble a lot in my life for saying the thing. It's very uncomfortable for everyone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like one of my favourite things about you is that you <laughs> won't tell someone that they're good if they weren't. You'll be like, like, you'll be like, oh, that was a set. Or like, <laughs> or do you want a drink? Uh, <laughs> or like, oh, um, th- that went for fifty ha- minutes. How's the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, great. But like knowing you, I kind of like, yeah, and it's you not, can see it. I don't think it's a, it's a bad quality. It's, um, you know, my dad is a man who can't lie. That's, I love that. He, yeah. But, but there's times when I actually think it's helpful, just a little lie to just get to the end point that you need to get to if it doesn't hurt anyone, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I think, I think a tasteful lie is essential. Mm, but dad won't. Yeah. Um, like if someone's put their heart and soul into a work of art that's a piece of shit, yeah. you're not going to be like, I hate it. You're going to no. be like, you're going to be like, good on you. Yeah, this good is on, brilliant. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You've done this. There is no, there is no, nothing is uh, gained. No. Yeah. No, by cruelty. Mm. But um, no, I can't tell someone they've done well if they haven't. And I wouldn't want them to say that to me either. It's mm. really condescending. Mm. You know, if you haven't done well. Yeah. I mean, not everyone knows. That's true. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> no, but I think I think it, like I wouldn't even call it lying. I would just call it kind of like you know. What is it called when it's not a lie? It's. I mean, people say it's a white lie. Yeah, which just sounds racist. Yeah, you know it does. what I mean? It sounds yeah. like it's okay if it's white. Like yeah. what the fuck? Okay, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if we need to. I don't, 
think you're I've really, overthought that. You think you're really I've to really overegged that. that one. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's strategic. I don't know. Strategic. Lying. Strategic lying. Then I, it sounds like a bit. Like, it sounds really sociopathic. Yes, yeah. it does. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Chris, I try and be. Chris and Sarah Weatherpants at gmail yeah. Tell us what we're talking about. Yeah. What kind of lie have you? Would you say is worth doing? Mm. Oh, that's a bit of a, a risque one. No, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Intrigue. Is it your turn to go first? It is my turn to Terrific go first. News. Absolutely. Um, I'm so sad I don't have anything for Sarah's book club today, but I'll, I've got a. Well, I think I gave the Evie and Rhino thing. Was you the, did absolutely? Really, That's so sweet. It's done the heavy lifting for us there. And today. also, we haven't actually had a kids' book yet in the book no. club. So I reckon. I might endeavour to try and read that, Sarah. Absolutely. For some time in the future. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Mine's a little one today. Okay. Terrific. Um, and uh, the theme of my uh, of my uh, story today is uh, treat yourself, something we love doing famously. Great. This is from the Australian Women's Weekly. Uh, back to the original. Mm. I think my first ever article was from the Australian Women's Weekly. I love the Australian Women's Weekly. Uh, Saturday, 21st of December, 1935, page 19. If you're reading along at home. Thank you, just turning to it now. Yep, thank you. (laughs) Never gets old. Always funny. Never gets old. (laughs) Yeah. I did – so I was at a gig last night um, and I did the same bit on every single person that walked in the (laughs) What did you say? Never not funny. What did you say? It's so weird but like – at the show, like, you know how you walk into the green room and they have, like, stuff there for you? Like, it was so nice. Like, they had beers. Oh, nice. And they had water. And then they had, like, a bunch of condoms laid out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I not send you a picture? Oh, my God. That's so funny. Just like there. And what every single comedian walked in the room and thought they were chockies and got really excited. <laughs> like, everyone thought they were, like, Kit Kats. And I was like, oh. Oh, what but a then- shame. It's a condom. <laughs> And I was, they were just like, what? I'm just like, oh, it's part of my rider. Oh, just absolutely <laughs> crushed Great it. joke. But then Great my friend joke. who was there from the get-go, the first person I said it to was just like, you just re- as you said it eight times. Of course. New like, audience, mate. Yeah, it's like doing a festival show. <laughs> <laughs> like if it works, it works. <laughs> Someone posted my joke on um, Instagram. I was oh. like, oh, it's Sarah's rider. Oh, good, <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. And I was like, it's ridiculous. So what I'm saying is don't be afraid to tell the same joke over and over again. Exactly. Um true uh great uh so yep now that now that you're all at page 19 um this is a letter from uh miss miss miriam chippendale from inborara okay women's economy how mean women are to themselves we would eat awful things if it were not for men what self-respecting man would lunch off a sultana cake a tart or an ice meaning a popsicle uh show me the woman who has not done it a woman feels that to eat well is a sheer waste. There is nothing to show for it, although she would not hesitate a moment to spread even more on something that she can show. Which one of us has not seen a woman grow thin and sharp and old <laughs> in the struggle to save pennies? It takes a big, broad-minded woman to know when to open her everyday purse strings and perhaps even a bigger and more strong-minded one to keep them comfortably ajar. Oh, from, what is she saying at the end there? Twist at the end for me. Uh, so what she's saying is that um, we will uh, skimp uh, for ourselves. So it's yes. like, oh, no, I want to save money. And so you'll grow old and thin and like yes, gross. Yes. And then she says it takes a broad-minded woman just to be a little more open okay. with spending. And to keep it ajar, meaning yep. leave it open. Yep. Keep spending. Okay, yep. okay. Yep, absolutely. 
Wow, not been my experience. I mean, I never really – I would, you know, if I had a cakey for lunch, that's a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love the bit about um, would not have a sultana cake, a tart or an ice for lunch. I'm like, it sounds like a great lunch. It's a top lunch yeah. if that's what you feel like. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also um, I definitely – self-care, mate. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's exactly kind of what it is. Yeah. I think that's what um, Miss Miriam Chippendale – But she's saying that's a bad lunch because it's not, you know – She's saying that women should – look after themselves better and like yes. put, put down a proper spread. And if, if your husband's home, you're going to make like a yeah, sandwich right. or whatever, but, you're not but it, you'll it. just, you'll just like snack on Sultana yeah. cake if it's just you. Um, so I have questions for you. Please hit me. Firstly, um, what is a thing that you, I think we can use the phrase splashed out on, like spent a lot of money on oh. that you didn't necessarily need. So I'm not talking like car or whatever. I'm talking about like, you know, oh, it's, I think you were there for the last time I did that. Oh my God, I was. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm I talking was. about. Okay. No, but, you know, it's just like something – you don't necessarily need it, but you're yeah. just like, this I will enrich love. my life in a way that nothing else can. Tell us about it's it. It's true. So I you there. and I were mm-hmm. in Lennox Head for mm-hmm. a fantastic series of gigs in Lismore and Lennox. And a podcast recording. And we did. Mm. Um, and we went to these markets and I saw this handmade – fucking beautiful shacket i'm going to call it it's a shirt jacket it was it so and nice. it was made out of old blanket on the outside pastel colors and then on the inside it was lined with um vintage cotton beautiful colorful uh fabric and it was just sewn beautifully like a, a beautiful big shirt and which acts as a coat and really lovely and warm and it was a lot of money um mm-hmm. But there were no others like it in the world. So it's a one-off, handmade one-off mm-hmm. by this um, woman who runs a business called Myrtle and Dove, which I follow on Insta. And I thought, fuck it. I love this mm-hmm. so much. It's my colours. I'll never find anything like it again. I've had a big, you know, we'd had a, it was the end of festival season. We'd been doing heaps of gigs. It was, you know. I remember I we were we went to the markets kind of like together and I I sort of walked ahead or whatever because you were looking at vintage stuff mm. and I was sort of I think I was looking for food or whatever and um I kind of came back and found you and you were just standing there in this shacket you're like I love it and it was, it's so gorgeous then I think those we went back we on two away. occasions walked away went back on two occasions Twice. and then the question was like will you be thinking about the shacket in five years and you were like yes I will yeah and then you got it. I, I adore the shacket. And you, are you still to this day? I still love it. Great. And I think I'll be wearing it till till I can't wear things anymore. Um, <laughs> whenever <laughs> that time is. dust. Yes, until I turn to dust. Mm. Um, what about you, Sarah? When's the last time you lashed out on yourself? Um, I mean, definitely my biggest purchase uh, was the uh, – with with some financial assistance was my beautiful stage piano oh, that I use every day and I love and I treasure it. And it's, it's, it's still new. I only got it about probably six weeks ago and yeah. it's making its comedy star store debut tonight. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love and that. I don't think that that is an indulgence. That is a career investment in well, my view. Basically, the move was – Either you and I'm sure I'm sure there's stuff like this in in other industries, but either this is like the one that you get when you're kind of there, mm, and either okay, I got good. a temporary one, ah. and then and until I was there, okay. and I'm just like, nah. what if I reverse engineer it? And yep. get the one. Dress for the job mm, you want, not the that, one you've got. That is exactly right. right. And the guy in the store, salesperson, but pointed out he's mm. just like, um, there's. No one will try and upsell you on this. There's nothing. There's nowhere else to go. 
Oh fuck! Okay, he's, he's like, so there's there's you're nowhere at the top else. Of the line. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. Oh my god, how um, did it feel? Like- it's definitely not like the most expensive one you can get or whatever else, but it's just for specifically for what I want. Uh, it's still not real to me. Okay. I still walk in my little music room and I'm I stare at it and I'm yeah. just like I can't believe that's there. Is it significantly heavier to carry around? I would say it's about four kilos heavier, okay. which is which is a lot when you're talking about an instrument. But I've got a case for it, yeah. and it's just I've been writing my new show on it, and it's it is an unbelievable piano. Oh, isn't that great? It's an unbelievable piano. But before that, the thing that I always think of is um, see, makeup used to be like that for me. I used to right. treat myself to makeup, yep. and now I'm just like it's a thing I need to do my job. Yeah, like yeah, true that. Yeah. Yeah. Because makeup is expensive. Like, it is expensive. You know, as you and I are um, I uh, future sponsors of the podcast, Mecca, Mecca. fans. Yeah. Mecca Cosmetica fans. Um, I used to think of that as like, oh, I'm going to treat myself and now I'm just like, it's just equipment that I need. Yeah. I do need to um, cut back on my makeup, I think. But you always look so nice and you Thank always you have such much. nice makeup. I love it very mm. much. But also, can't you just write it off on tax? This is – don't ask me about the tax department. I read mm. a document that made me very angry with the tax department. Oh, really? For artists. Oh. Especially they... female artists, I'm going to say. Or let's say not female but people who wear makeup. Yeah. Um, because makeup is not seen as a tax-deductible thing that you need to do your job unless you have a very specific role that requires a certain bit of So the tax makeup. man would have me going on stage looking like a sick Victorian a, woman a from the 1800s. Yes. Yeah, yes, I think no, so. No contouring at all. I don't think that they allow... They're happy for me to look like I don't have the eyelashes yeah, and, stage, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not meant to have cheekbones. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I, absurd. I really got cut when I read that document. I'll send mm. it to you. It's it's so infuriating. I don't think I want to read it, but no, at the same don't. time, I absolutely need Probably to. Probably need to read it. Um, um, and the other thing, mm. the other item that I bought that comes to mind is, and uh, anyone who's been on my Instagram will have seen this, my Hallie Hansen... Um, uh, outdoor jacket. Oh, you love that one. It's literally the most. It's I, your sailing jacket. I abso- it is. It is designed to wear uh, sailing in the fjords of Norway. It's like yes. a Scandinavian brand. Or in the Sydney to Hobart. In the Sydney to Hobart. I just wear it hiking. And it's so cool. It's my favorite. It's my one piece of clothing that when I'm wearing it, I'm just like, this is, it's yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, God, it's nice to have a good bit of kit, isn't it? Like yeah. something that you just love yep. to pieces. Yep. Um, I... I have this little – at next to you, I have this little projector that I got this year, that mm. thing on the tripod, mm. and it it gives me great joy to just plonk that on my bed, project onto the wall and watch something from bed. That's amazing. You know, and, or even I can lie down on my floor in the lounge room, put it up on the blind – you know, project it up onto the blind and I've got a, a, a cinema. You know? I didn't, didn't, don't even know if that's a treat yourself thing because it's just so practical. It is. Because you're not lugging a TV around. It's true. I tell you what, though, I'm not watching TV. Like I'm not watching the news and I know that's not a good thing. I, I don't have free-to-air TV. No, I, either do I. No, I just read the news. You do, yeah, yeah. online. Mm. Yeah, yeah. From um, my favourite source, Daily Mail, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what season two Love Island stars are up to. Um, yeah, I can't live without knowing. <laughs> um, I have another question for Go. you. So what's your equivalent of a weird lunch? Like this woman's like, I'm going to have sultana cake. Oh, yeah. You know, on uh, on socials, uh, the new thing at the moment is girl dinner. Have you read Never this? Never heard of it. So girl dinner is just like the random shit that we eat for dinner. Okay. Typically to be like a bowl of popcorn or, you know, yeah. like a glass of wine and some cheese or like yeah. whatever. And it yep. gets a bit problematic when it's like, oh, my dinner is just this one thing. And it's yeah. like, that's not. That's not dinner. That's not dinner. But just, you know, like the classic girl dinner would be an assortment of crap. Just Got like it. five different things Got on the plate. Yeah. I have put together uh, some crackers, mm-hmm. cheese. Mm-hmm. 
I've probably boiled an egg mm-hmm. and pot- potentially had a um, cup of soup. That's a classic girl <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so much salt, you know. It's, no, but that's perfect. Yeah. I um, I've, I actually can't relate because I will not eat food that I'm not excited about. Mm. Uh, and someone – I respect uh, that. I was on a, a Zoom the other day with um, a, a, a friend of ours runs a like a, a writer's sort of room and uh, like for workshopping comedy and I was um, one of the mentors oh, great. Uh, yes. on that. And Marcel Blanche de Wilt. Yeah, 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 it's so great. It's such a great program yeah. um, and, and really, really helpful for all the comedians on there as well. Um, and uh, we were talking about this exact thing. And one of them was I, – and I said I don't eat unless I'm excited. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I have ADHD and that's one of the things. And I'm just like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is a symptom of something. Oh my, like I know. I have a lot of strange behaviours and I'm, I don't – I'm just like, oh, I'm at peace with it now. I don't know what I am. I know. Just, and you know what? Mm. If it's working for you and you're happy with it, yeah. you don't have to do anything. And I get like ick about foods. Like very like at the moment I'm in the middle of a red meat ick. Yeah. And I just right. cannot th- think about it. I understand it. that. Mm. I haven't had a bit of red meat for a while, mm. actually, and apparently just, it's not good for us. No. Yeah. I just feel like this podcast episode is us talking about life out I really <laughs> do, and I, I, I hope that people are into it. Uh, I'm sorry if you're not. Uh, we're just in a vibe, okay? <laughs> we're just vibing. <laughs> Should, is there any more questionage? Uh, no, that was the main, main things I wanted to ask, but I just love the um, – I, I actually agree with this. Right. Uh, maybe not her phrasing. Yeah. But I do agree that – um, it is. It is at times worth spending money on yourself. A oh, fucking oath for it your is. own happiness, comfort, and health. Yeah, you know it is. I will add to that mm-hmm. um, that there is for me a great joy in getting a little thing that means something to someone else. Like especially my kids, mm. I get very excited if I see something that I know they might get pumped about, mm. you know, like even if it's just three little weird cat stickers like I got at this um, shop I love that. <laughs> the other day for mm. my child, um, just that kind of thing. Oh, actually, yeah. So so a gift, a little gifty or a little treat for someone else is yeah. also a wonderful thing. But, yeah, treat yourself. Absolutely, treat yourself. If treat you're listening yourself. to this, go get yourself a cakey. Yeah. Or like that thing that is online in your car yeah. that you're like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Get it. Mm, if you can afford it. Get it, girl. Mm. All right. We'll take a little break. Okay. Okay. Obsess. So my story today, Sarah, mm-hmm. is um, I, was, I was at odds with which one to choose, but I'm going to do this one. So being a mother, as I am um, – this is an article that speaks to me, and but I do think there will be some relatability or at least some crazy things that we can discuss. Uh, Australian Women's Mirror, 18th August, 1842. God, do you love the mirror? I love the Big mirror. I'm always into the their mirror. work, aren't love I? love it. Yeah, page 14. Hang um, on, one sec. <laughs> got it. Mothers yep. who know – no, mothers who know help mothers who may not. That's the title mm-hmm. of the page and I think it's a recurring uh, – what are they called? Like a column. A column mm. um, where people write in and just give some tips, some mm-hmm. pointers that they think are helpful. Okay, so these are just from different mothers, uh, supposedly, who've written in with little tips from the top, you know, cool. which is cute. Okay, so some are better than others. Um, I'll read a few. 
Get the patient interested in the means taken to cure cuts or burns. The kitty who is learning how to bandage will often forget that it is her finger mother is tying up. Home nurse. That's just a little one-liner there. So, like, if you show the kid while you're bandaging their finger how to do it, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll – Stop freaking out as much. Teach a man to Teach. fish. Yeah, that's but, it. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Uh, now that sago is difficult to get and tapioca not so popular uh, with the youngsters, try mixing tapioca with rice. They will eat it with relish then. Now, I don't know about sago. I don't know about tapioca. Do you know about these things? No. Apparently back in the 1840s, mm. they were good. Maybe they had like, you know, protein or something. Yeah. They put it with rice. To make – oh, this is cute. And I reckon this could be a vibe. Mm. To make nursery pictures look different, paste brightly coloured landscape or seascape prints to cardboard and cover all with cellophane secured at the back. Um, orange coloured paper gives a sunset and a blue – or and blue a moonlight effect. So – you get we it? used to do that in oh, primary school. It's cute. Yeah, I've, I haven't used or interacted with cellophane for years. Right? But do you remember how retro you used to do the bot? Like, is it a diorama? Yeah. And you used to do like the under, and then you'd put cellophane on everything to make it look like it's underwater. Right? Oh, what a throwback! I mean, you know, I was in a change room in Oxford Street at this weird um, consignment store, <laughs> and the change room mm. had all of these old pictures, like landscapes and and stuff. On the wall of the change room, oh. you know, just and it was just such a retro vibe, all of it. Can I just say, I miss doing arts and crafts. Yeah. You know how everything has to be for a reason now? I miss just like making crap. Faffing about. Just, yeah. Yeah. Some pipe cleaners. I think it could be really cute to put some cellophane over a, like a Vinnie's painting. Mm. I don't know. There's something about that that appeals to me. Absolutely. I don't know why. Retro probably. Mm. Um Years ago in the mirror, I read of a mother who had a – oh, this is the best – who had a small room on the back veranda known as the weepy room. Sulking room. Yep. That's right. I decided that our bathroom should be known as the weepy room and every time one of the children cries, he knows that he must do all the crying there. Oh. It's a bit fucking sad, isn't it? Um, the older ones treat the weepy room as a great joke. They did not when they had to use the room. And that helps to make the younger members do their best to refrain and keep back the tears. Oh, God. I have found it works well, especially for the ones who delight in howling. So it's about, like, suppress your children's sadness, tell them that they'll be punished and sent to the bathroom until they just shut the fuck up. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. That, I find that really it's cringe. It's so sad, isn't it? Just to have – imagine having a dedicated room for crying. Look, I, I'll, I'll admit to this. We had the naughty step – Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit different. Which is though. for misbehaviour. Yeah, because you've actually done something wrong. It's yeah. fair enough. It's a yeah. consequence. It's not for but if being you just upset. Sad, no, it's also not for a bathroom being... isn't like you want. It's cold. You, want a, you need a couch or yeah. like yeah. It's uncomfortable and mm. cold, and it's telling you shut the fuck up. Mm. It's cold in there. You won't like it. Oh. I know. Mm. You know, eighteen forty. They were not looking after children's mental health. Yeah, well, based on old mate drowning kittens last week. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> it was not a great era. Okay. Um, Okay, oh, this is a bit weird. Instead of calling out to the children when I wanted them or clapping my hands, I found they responded much more readily when I rang a bell. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's my mum used to ring a bell. We never had anything, so definitely not a bell. I, that makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, it's kind of, Now we have bells for everything, to get up, washing be- um, wash, 
to have a wash, meal bells, message bells, the privilege of ringing the bell each day being the reward for prompt response the previous day. The sixpence spent on the bell at the chain store was worthwhile. Interesting. I think that's good. Well, it's like this. It saves screaming. It does. For, like you know, if your kids are yeah. out in the back of the yard or whatever, much better vibe. It's very much like it gives me Downton Abbey. You know, like yeah. when they when they're like the servants are in their quarters and then someone rings a bell next to their bed and they have to get up. Exactly. Mm. I have to say, when I was little, I think well, my mum had a bell that if you were sick, mm. you could ring it and oh, she would come, I and like that was. Oh, who doesn't want that? Yeah. You know, if you're feeling a bit sad it's or you're like sick. having servants. It is. But my mum was being <laughs> mm. the, the servant. Um, okay. Um, mm, yeah. Oh, this is kind of cute. Um, I find it wise not to discourage hobbies because they make the house um, because they make the house untidy. A child with a hobby is usually much happier and healthier. If no other place is available, it is better to allow them to use their bedrooms than to discourage their ideas for inventing things. A smile and don't forget to leave your room tidy, Bob, will work wonders. That's from Lynn. Good on oh, you, Lynn's Lynn. great. Lynn's great. Big fan of a hobby. <laughs> yeah. And I love that she's like thinking about the kids and doing it in a nice way. Yeah. Oh. What was your – did you have any hobbies when you were a kid? I loved arts yeah, and really? painting yeah. and – um. When, oh, I mean, when my brother lived in boarding school, mm. I had a Fisher Price re- tape recorder. We used to send cassette tapes to each other, That's like so cute. yeah. So I'd record stuff, like you know, <laughs> in maths I got a B, oh, you know, and just tell and then stories, mail him the tape. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, my um, I'm just trying to. My hobbies were more like I wouldn't like singing. I, I did singing, mm. speech and drama, dancing. Oh yeah, tennis. I guess was a hobby. Yeah, because I never. I to me, something's a hobby if you don't want to go anywhere with it. If you do it purely for the yeah, fun right. of it, I think that was tennis for me. Yeah, I like dancing a lot. Yeah, in the you know, like I'd make up dances at home. That's fun. That's a hobby. That's, That's fun. a hobby. Uh, but I feel like you wanted you maybe at one point wanted I probably to did eat. want more from it than yeah. it was able to give me. Yeah, um, I, think, I think we ordered. I was never – I just remember – You didn't have ambitions for your tennis? No, I didn't have ambitions for my tennis. I was never very good. I'm sure I've talked about the time with you that I happened to be the best tennis player in my school, but I still wasn't very good. And so then I had to compete <laughs> against the best tennis players at other schools. Don't you hate that? They were really good. And I'm like, this isn't fair. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I is... knew, guys. I yeah. knew. Like, they I just know. made me come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How annoying. They made me – yeah, they made me show up here and I – yeah, a, ho- a hobby is a, a glorious thing. Mm. Um, but also, I feel like ho- I feel like we don't have enough hobbies now because I feel like everything has to be like monetized or you know like have to be going oh. somewhere or this or that. And I feel like, and also, I think there. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like there's more pressure on kids to actually um, excel at whatever their fucking spare time activity is rather than just fucking enjoy it. Oh, absolutely! Like you've got to. I mean, I'm sure there's team sports that parents. Understand? No, it. even then, yeah. they, they want to get scholarships. They want to yeah. use the sport to get scholarships to places. It's like when did we just get to muck around and just meet some new friends and try something new? You yeah. know, 
I once played soccer at school and we scored oh. one goal the entire season and it was the best time. It was the, like, yeah. it was just social soccer. Yeah, right. And like when we scored that one goal, we all just started crying. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> mm. God, I was We bad. were really bad. Well, like I was, I was so really bad, bad at soccer. Really, I used I was, to dread it. I still don't know what offside is, as oh. we know, and, I, and I've literally played soccer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And if you're not careful, I'll Google it and yep. force you to listen to no, me. No, don't research I it. I won't. I won't. Um, oh, can I just say, sorry, I just thought of something just literally staring at I think plant maintenance is a wonderful hobby. Yeah, it is. I have some plants that I love and treasure. Oh, that's, that's probably nice. a hobby because it's not – I don't do – like I just – I love looking after them. Yeah. I'm not always great at it, but I, I give it a good go. Yeah, it's a nice um, mindful thing. Mm. My son, who's nearly 20, has just taken up gardening oh. in a rental property. Brilliant hobby. Can you believe that? Rip I, out the garden beds when he leaves. I, I find that extraordinary. Mm. Um, anyway, I'm so impressed. Mm. Uh, there's a couple more. Uh if you have an embryo artist in the family and you cannot secure suitable tuition for her, make a set of scrapbooks. Um, one, human life, another, animals, others, trees, clouds, water, etc. Let the child search catalogues, newspapers, etc. for suitable black and white sketches, selecting those that teach simple effects, shading and something of a layout. Practice from dye-selected se- sketches will soon give good practical results. I love that. Isn't that practi- practical? Yeah, like yeah. if you can't if you can't afford art lessons, yeah, it's great. That's great. I know. Big fan. We love parents that are just encouraging. Don't yeah. We? Um, okay. Oh, this is kind of lovely and practical as well. When thin places appear on children's cot blankets, I cut out a flannel patch shaped like a cat, duck, or rabbit, large enough to cover the worn place. Oh, there's a doggy. Really aggressive sounding dog. Wow. Um, oh, I love that. Isn't that cute? Blanket stitch the patch on with coloured wool and make the eyes with fairly large French knots and a curve of stem stitch above each mm. for eyebrows. Two or three long stitches will make the whiskers and with a short line of stem stitch for the mouth and nose, the blanket will be quite attra- um, be quite attractive again. That's I love so that so much. Nice. And I also it um, reminds me of the uh, – uh, I don't know the name of it, but you know the Japanese practice of when um, something is broken, oh, yeah. they just repair it with gold, gold. and it, it adds to like the story and the um, the appeal of the Absolutely. piece. Absolutely. Do you know I smashed this beautiful mug, and it was the first mug I oh, bought. Yeah. I smashed yeah. it, mm. and I really wanted to make it. Um, I wanted that uh, someone Japanese to, to fix it with gold, mm. but I have no means of finding it, and also that's a lot of effort, mm. and I couldn't hold it. I think it. it's also a very a culturally specific practice, right? Right. As well, right. Um, but I love that instead of, um, but also I guess instead of throwing out the sheets, it's like yes. repairing it. I feel like it's such an old school thing to do. Yeah, but also I feel like, and this is I'm just going to sound like a whinger now, but I feel like stuff used to be made in such a way that it would last. It would last longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the blanket that mm. made my jacket, mm. you know. Yeah. That's going to last for ages. Yeah. Um, oh, and this is a personal one that really appeals to me. Uh, you can cure your little daughter's habit of biting her nails mm-hmm. by appealing to the eternal feminine in her. Okay. Her appearance. Give her a good manicure set and teach her how to use it. I also had to remind myself that biting nails is often a nervous habit. Gay. That's from gay. Um, I mean, it is. That's objectively true. Yeah. It is a nervous habit, but um, I don't know if the eternal at- feminine. Tell me, Sarah, what is the eternal feminine? <laughs> it's just weird that it comes up in reference to nail care. So it just really thrown me. I don't really know. Oh. Reminder of the eternal feminine. What? To look pretty? To, I think it's. To it's, always be dainty and elegant? Absolutely. Mm. It's to be polished and. 
and ladylike. Yeah, you know, delicate, well presented. I, I've never, I've never been someone that chews my nails, but does wanting your nails to look nice is that enough of an impetus to not? No, I didn't think so. It's not. Yeah. Like, otherwise, it would have worked for me. Yeah. Um, I remember people I knew who chew their nails would get like this substance to put on them to yeah. make their nails taste disgusting. I, I'm, I'm powerful. I can work through that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I once um, engaged in tapping my GP recommend because I said I really want to stop biting my nails and mm. he sent me off to this woman who did the tapping. Have you heard about tapping? Mm. As a, it's like a, a, a almost therapy. Yes, a form of therapy. I have heard of this. Yeah, and um, for a while I did stop biting my nails. Oh, so interesting. How does that work? Look, it's hard to explain. But Doesn't um, they bash on your head. And you just tap say, different areas on your body that are apparently stimulate. Oh. You know, get stimulated your your nervous system or something. Right. And you kind of unlearn these habits for a time. But I got back into it, mate. Because <laughs> I'm no good. I, I mean, I had a renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> a third wave. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, I've never. You've I'm never just, bitten. I'm yeah, I've always been a biter. I, I definitely have um anxious habits. Like I kind of pick my lips if I'm oh yeah which is, I, think, I, I do that. which I think is quite common and mm. I always fiddle with my hair mm. it's not even but I don't even do it when I'm it's just kind of absent-minded I know mm. I jiggle my like I jiggle a mm. bit as like, you know I do as well yeah I bounce my knees and moving my... oh I have to tell you I went to a chiropractor this week oh yeah did they do that well thing? I think he was going easy on the first episode yeah. but um he did some. He did crack me, but not a lot. What did you think of it? I thought it was good. Mm. Do you know that my? You wouldn't know this, but my right leg is is 150 millimeters shorter than my left leg. In no way did I know that. No, I don't think you knew. Um, does it affect the way you walk? Yes, it does. So what it does is it places more strain on my right hip. How did I not know this? And my right back part is really – that's the bit that's fucked up. That makes and sense. He, um, yeah, the whole thing, he explained it very well to me. But, I mean, I understood immediately what he was saying. Mm. But it's funny, chiropractors, when they're ex- – well, he did. He was explaining it to me like it was rocket science. Mm. But it was very logical to what he was mm. saying. And I just felt like, mate, you don't need to look at me so intensely. I'm, I understand. You know. Oh, I- <laughs> like as in he was being condescending or well, – just, just like so intense that he was trying to explain it like it looked hard to was explain. Was he a sports guy? Like, he was fit. You know, when, you know when sports guys are super yeah. intense? Yes, that was that vibe. And it's like they're talking to their team at halftime? It was like that. That sort of intense? Yes, it was. That's exactly what it was like. Chiropractors really split the room. They really do. People really go either way on chiropractors. I think that's why I went. Mm. Yeah. Just, you know, find out for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I've been before. Different things work for different people. Yeah. I, I actually was into it. I'm going. And of course, he said, see you next week. Did you enjoy the cracking? I love the cracking. I really enjoy the cracking. It. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've been to, uh, funnily enough, I've been to all sorts of physios and stuff, mm. but um, I'm generally a physio queen, but I went to a chiropractor once just because someone that I worked with was like, you have, I had to, um, I kind of remember, I think from running like a hip mm. issue or whatever. And he's just like, great, that's fixed. And I'm like, oh, when do I see you again? He's like, you won't need to. And I didn't. Wow. <laughs> That's I love it when they say you don't yeah. need to come back. That's like that is whereas unusual. the physio is the king of like could check back in with me in two weeks and I'm like I'm not going to do that. But thank you. So weird mm. because that's the reverse of the experience I had. Went to the physio. She said you'll be right, mm. and he was like you've got to be back next week. And mm. I'm like okay, whatever. Mm. So I will. But it's kind of like the mechanic. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. So if they're just like oh you need a new spug, you, you need a new plug in. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You just hand over your credit card. Though I love my mechanic. Do you? Yeah. You trust him? Uh, with, with my life. I assumed it was a him. Yeah, it was. Mm, it is. Yeah. With a, but it's like the family mechanic. Oh, yeah. Who good. like – then it's kind of just like 
Yeah. There there are very few like people like that that I trust. Yeah. Um, but he's one of them. Oh, that's good. Mm. We used to get lube mobile. Oh yeah. Come to the door. Oh. I know. What do you mean? Well, they'd come to your door and, and say they'd what? service your car in your driveway. And make you pay for it. And yep. What? Oh, yeah. but it was just the convenience. Of yeah, the like, convenience of not having to drive. Your so car then, somewhere. unsolicited, knock at your door and be like, and they could have just been anyone. No, no, no. We booked them. You booked them. Oh, Lube I thought you meant they just wander up to your door and no, be like, no, you got to book them. But if- I miss the days of door-to-door sales. Oh. You never get that anymore. We always used to get the um, Jehovah's Witnesses because oh, yeah. I grew up in a small country town. That I was, and we always used to hide and like I'd have to grab the dog. And, like, oh, man. Sorry. No, I'm, I mean, don't, no disrespect no to disrespect. any Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses, but I was a child often home alone. <laughs> so it was kind of like <laughs> I don't want to. And then Book of Mormon ruined everything. Oh, I never mm. saw that. I wish I did. Oh, so good. Was it good? Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel like we've travelled around the world. Um, I reckon that's about the size of it. I reckon that's about the size of it. Do you have a pants moment? Have we been there yet? No. Because I'm not sure that I do today. You've got to have a th- – we have to think of one. It's, we absolutely have to think of one. It's on brand. Um, okay, I've got one. Da, 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 da. I, put, I put them on hold. Da, yeah. Well, we think um, – Okay, well, you say yours. I'm going to – with one yours. half of my brain listen yeah, and with the other half of my brain train. My yeah. pants moment is accepting that sometimes you have to make changes in your life. Um, you know, like I'm really happy and proud to be going back to Canberra. As you should be. Yeah. It's a great move. Mm, Absolutely. That's a, a great move. one. I thought of one. Mine's what? so – yours is really big and mine's really tiny. I, like, had been meaning to <laughs> – small but it made me feel so good so i am um, i've been meaning to like rearrange my house like you know when you walk into your house and you're just like oh i should uh yeah you know should get rid of that or should move yeah. that or whatever and truly it had been about two months and then the other day i'm like i'm done with this and so i just moved all my furniture around and now it's exactly how i want it oh good and so when i walk in i just get this sense oh, of status you know what i mean like fuck yeah and it just because i wouldn't i if I need to do something, I would do anything else but that one yeah, thing. I know. And so I finally was like, today's the day I do the thing. And I did like, I just like moved bookcases good around and did it all by myself. And like, um, as we know, our good friend Belinda gave me like these special wall hooks. So I put a whole bunch of those in and now I'm like, oh, oh that's brilliant. It's so small. That but, is good. But literally every time I walk in my house now, I'm just like, it's good. It's changed your your lived experience at uh, home. Absolutely. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Write to us and tell us your pants moments. We Chris need and, to hear from we you. We do. Chris and Sarah wear the pants at gmail.com. A reminder, we have our live podcasts recording coming up in – November uh, 5 in Newcastle Comedy Club mm-hmm. and November 17 at Canberra. Mm-hmm. And they're on sale. You can mm-hmm. see them on our link tree on our Instagram um, link. Mm-hmm. And uh, get into it. We'd love to have you there and absolutely. tell your mates. Absolutely. You can uh, – your voice will be able to be heard on the podcast. Oh, my God. Especially if you heckle us, which you're very welcome to. <laughs> I'd enjoy that, actually. I would, too. I'm up for it. I mean, I don't I don't love being heckled, but if you're there, I think it would be yeah, fun. I think we can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't think our podcast is – I don't think they would. <laughs> what we know about them is they're so polite. They're lovely. They're, so they're really lovely. encouraging. All right. All right. Well, have a great few days until we speak to you next. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Remember to uh, review us, give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to us and help us uh, take over the world. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. 
Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions or miscellaneous thoughts to chrisandsarahweatherpants at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at chrisandsarahweatherpants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks. Thanks.